Morning, Buzz. Yeah, morning, guys. You got Bulldog in there, eh? Where's Loz? New Zealand. Oh, right. Oh, well, at least he's back for the kickoff. A couple of weeks. Very exciting, isn't it? Well, what did you make? Well, one of the exciting, uh, I think, talking points from the pre-season challenge is the team that actually won the challenge, Manly. What did you make of them, Buzz? Oh, look, I'm really, really impressed. Um, um, I heard Bulldog just talking about so much is going to depend on Tom Turbo, but they've also got Cherry Evans to come back into that side. Uh, hasn't played in the trials. And also Jason Saab on the wing, arguably the fastest man in the comp. So... They've got much to add to a, the most, you know, impressive side during the trials. Dog, I know so much depends on Turbo, but the, the young fella Ko Weeks, who uh, played there the other day, is a terrific prospect, and he's there in case something goes wrong. They've got another option there with Ruben Garrick as well. Um, so they've got a lot of depth, and there's a really interesting thing about Manly and the difference between Anthony Seabold and Des Hasler. Des was notoriously careful and even slow about bringing these young kids through into into NRL. Um, he really wanted them to do long apprenticeships um, in Jersey Flag, or it used to be Holden Cup. And it's really interesting. On Saturday morning, I went down to the local park and I watched Cronulla play Manly in the Jersey flag. And I said to the Manly guys, how are you looking? They said, oh, we don't have our strongest team today. And I said, why? He said, oh, Seabs is using them all in the NRL squad. So he's prepared to give all these exciting young kids around Terry Evans, Jake and Tom and those great edge forwards an opportunity. And it's becoming, a it's not a distant memory, but, They've put the Pride jersey um, fiasco into the background now that they look a really, really happy unit. And as I wrote this morning, you don't normally read a thing in the trials. But I think it was important that that we've seen smiles on the faces of these manly players and watched them play some good football. What about the Tigers, buddy? Hard on them last week. Give me some love this week. Boy, give me some love. I was thinking about you yesterday. I was watching the oh, Tigers. I'm not surprised. I'm sure and you I'll... think about me regularly. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> can't wait to see you on, can't wait to see you on Friday. Well, you're sitting right beside me. Beautiful. Um, West, I, was, well, I was thinking about you because I wonder if he's watching the West Tigers or is he watching the cricket? And the cricket was so horrible. Unfor- wasn't it? Unfortunately, I chose the cricket. <laughs> Yeah, well, you should do my trick, mate. I have my uh, I have my iPad in front of me with the cricket, with yeah. the league on, um, with the league on television. West Tigers could not have been more impressive. And again, like Manly, they were without Brooks and uh, they were without Happy Coruscant. And um, it was when I say trials aren't important for those bottom eight clubs from last year, it is important. And you know they they were they they played some really good football yesterday, and um, I think they've given their fans a lot of hope. Um, but again, we've got to remember, and I keep going back to those trial results. Last year, the West Tigers beat the Roosters sixteen eight, and they won the Wooden Spoon. Penrith got beaten thirty six nil by Para. So let's not get too excited, but I think you'd agree, Bulldog. There's enormous positivity to come out of 
another team, the Titans, and they demolished the Dolphins last night. It's, you know, these results under those circumstances are quite important. Yeah, they're the positives, Buzz. What about the negatives? I hate to bring up the Dragons, but that game at Mudgee highlighted some deficiencies yet again. And you've also written that St Helens' Mike Rush could have actually been at the Dragons. Yeah, look, to build a great footy club like St Helens, to win four titles in a row with a salary cap, you need a pretty sharp operator to do it. And Mike Rush is that person. He has done a wonderful job with this football side. And he is very keen on moving to Australia with his family to take on a role in the NRL. Now, I found out he was interviewed for the St George job five years ago. Brian Johnston, the chairman at the time, interviewed him but ended up taking the job himself and it didn't work out and he brought Ryan Webb in to, as their CEO. Now, Ryan Webb is a good CEO but he lacks rugby league bloodlines. Um, he's not really on top of the, the, the game as a sport. He's financially very strong and corporately strong but I've got a feeling that St George have lacked a rugby league man for quite some time. You look at their roster now and they still have only 25 players signed. They're still waiting to find out if they're going to get compensation for Cody Ramsey being out for the year, for Junior Amoni um, being on the no-fault stand-down. I don't know where these five players are going to come from. So what we needed to see in Mudgee on Saturday was a side that was at least reasonably competitive against South and they were pretty horrible for much of the game and I think they've got some really, really big issues to sort sort through. They've got the buy and it's probably a good thing in round one. It gives Anthony Griffin more time to fix it. He's on the back page of the Telegraph today with Michael Cariana saying he can fix it. Didn't go into a lot of detail, though. Um, I think they're a real worry for their fans, and um, it'll certainly be a watch this space with them, um, you know, for the first six weeks of the comp with Griffin and another guy under enormous pressure after the trials is Adam O'Brien, lost his first uh, two trials, and those two coaches have probably firmed into favouritism as first catch, uh, first coaches sacked. Buzz, have you got any signing news up your sleeve? Mitchell Moses, Joseph Sueli, anything happening in terms of their futures? Um, I expect, Bulldog, they will both uh, announce their intentions this week. Mitchell Moses is on the record as saying that he wants it done before the start of the season. If you are framing a betting market, I'd have him as a slight favourite to stay at the Parramatta Reels. I'd, I'd have him about a dollar eighty and probably two dollars ten to join the West Tigers. So, so it is tight. The money, as we've reported for weeks after weeks, um, is far better option at the West Tigers. Um, I don't see though, and I don't know if you agree with me, Bulldog, how they can re-sign Adam Dewey, keep Luke Brooks and then pay Moses one point. It's a lot of money tied up in halves. We'll be over two to two and a half million. Brooks is off contract at the end of 
this coming year, though, I think, Buzz. So, yeah, I know look, that. Whether that's an indication. But the appeal for Mitchell Moses to join the West Tigers, apart from the challenge and the enjoyment of playing under Benji and Timmy Sheens, was he is so tight with Luke Brooks. And he, if he went to the West Tigers, he'd want to play with Brooks. And that's where, after they've extended Dewey, I, look, Dewey can play, said Dewey can play. He's a very, very good football player. But it's interesting to see how that's going to pan out, but I'm expecting a decision this week. The other interesting one is Joseph Suali. He, he is off contract. He has an option, his favour, until May. I know, well, it's no scoop, is it? Eddie Jones is all over this one, and the kid's probably the hottest. Uh, he's 19. He's probably the hottest property in either code, rugby union or rugby league. Um, and But he's got a decision to make, and I think the Roosters want an answer. They can't wait until May. Um I think Nick Politis plans to speak to his manager, Isaac Moses, this week and looking forward to getting a decision on that. And, um, you know, Joseph's obviously an outstanding young player, but they've also got Manu. They've also got Tedesco. There's, uh, you know, but they signed Brandon Smith. They're about to extend Radley and, and give him a pay increase. I know they lose to Wera Hargreaves at the end of the year, but... Um, they can't go overboard for Joseph. What's he worth, Buzz? What would you pay him if you were a CEO? What would I pay him? Yeah. Um, well, it would have to be done over four years. I wouldn't accept this year-by-year deal, which um, South Sydney eventually let him go because he wanted the year-by-year with options and all sorts of things. I probably think that this next year, Bulldog, I'd pay him 700 k but I would bump it up a hundred each year, so I'd go seven, eight, nine, a million. What does that add up to, Clarky? What do you like at math? But not, not enough. Not saying, enough to keep him. That's what it adds up to. He's what do you want to? Do you superstar. see where he put his head at? Yeah, I'm not sure you would have seen it. But he showed his inexperience when he got knocked out the other night. He, yep. he, it was a terrible technique in that tackle. I've seen him play fullback for Samoa, and I saw him play fullback for the Roosters at a couple of stages last year when Teddy had to go off. I think he has much to learn. Yeah, of course, and, of course. And again, players like him are much better off in the Roosters system where you're going to learn from Teddy, mm. you're going to learn from Joey Manu, you're going to learn from um, the coach Trent Robinson, you're going to have a fellow there, Nick Politis, who is renowned for looking after his footballers in retirement. And you look at Mitch Orbison, you look at Boyd Courtney, you look at Jake Friend, and you go right back to Freddie and uh, Luke Rickardson. And it's just a place that probably more than others cares for their great players. And um, But it's an interesting one, Dog. What do you think he's worth? Oh, I think you've nailed it, Buzz, with your figures. I mean, yeah. there's obviously an incredible amount of potential in Joseph Suali, but you know, that might be two or three years away. I mean, he might not hit his best for another three, four years, Buzz. Yeah. But the Roosters generally don't lose players that they want. I'd I'd be stunned yeah. if he left the Roosters, and I'd be even more stunned if he went back to Rugby Union. Yeah, but can the Roosters keep accepting, accepting this year-by-year deal? That's what 
is he going to take up his option for one year, then we go through this again next year? Or are the Roosters, like they did with Fittler, like they did with Hastings the old day, like they did with Beats and all their champions, their, champ, their great players sign on not year by year and leave Rugby Union and other clubs? Um, it's not know, ideal, the, Buzz, but if that's what it takes to keep him, I, I don't have a problem with it. Well, South did. Wayne Bennett did. Yeah. I think at 19, I can under. I think you need some surety in your career. I, I, I think it would be in his best interest to sign for three years, wherever he signs, rather than going in and out of different systems. But look, I'm not just. And I don't have the Wallabies throwing 1.2 in my direction, knowing I'm going to have to take unders. And knowing I want to put my mum and dad and family in a new house. There's talk he wants to buy, his granddad's in Samoa and he wants to buy a house. He's a fantastic, you've met him, the Bulldog, he's a, he's a lovely, lovely young man and beautiful manners. He's got a great game, but I still think um, he, he, needs to, um, he needs to commit himself for a substantial period. How many games did the Dolphins win, Buzz? Oh, mate, um, they, were, they struggled yesterday, didn't they? And I can understand why the TAB have got them as favourites to win the wooden spoon. It's really interesting. Someone told me last week the TV networks were worried about the Dolphins. And they've got a lot of TV on free-to-air. They've got 10 free-to-air games next year because Channel 9 are obviously looking to build their Brisbane audience. But eight of those 10 games, Channel 9 have put them in the first 12 weeks. What that shows is they're worried there's going to be a fade-out. And once they start getting injuries, lacking depth, and I mentioned with St George needing five players, the Dolphins still have four players open. There's still $2 million under the salary cap. And what that tells you is they don't have a an NRL side at this stage that is anywhere near challenging for the top eight or any of the really good sides in the comp. Buzz, are you going to play nice with Clarkie at Friday's Big Sports Breakfast Lunch? I don't know, Bulldog. I'm going to get there with all good intentions. Mm. So I'm Michael, going to go easy. I'm just going early. to see if I feel like talking to him. If I don't, I won't. That's generally how it Clarkie. works with Buzz. Like some days, some Mondays, I just can't So, Clarkie, you could potentially just turn your back on Phil. There's every chance oh. I could ask him to go and sit on a different table. <laughs> Oh, I want to see a big, big, <laughs> big bear Barkley. hug. No way, mate. I can't big wait to hug. have you sitting right beside me, Buzz. It's about time I we just, speak Sharks Barkley. v Tigers. And you still owe me lunch as well. Yeah, do you watch Matt? No, no. Oh, right. No. There are a couple of horrible couples on oh, their last, horrible relationships. Yeah, and it reminded me of uh, you and me watching Matt's last night. Well, I can guarantee I'm not marrying you. <laughs> for no, no, for no amount of money. There's a lot of tension in how Made some mistakes in my time. I'm not making that oh, one. Yeah. Oh, mate, every mistake for you, mate. Let's not go there, please. <laughs> Got to go, Buzz. Thanks so much. See you Friday. See you, boys. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.